So, are y'all ready for another kind of shitty but also kind of great romance novel? Great, me too. A Light at Winter's End by Julia London follows three main characters. Hannah, who up and leaves her one-year-old child with her younger, irresponsible sister Holly with no date on when she's coming home. Holly, who has to deal with raising a kid and figuring out her life after Hannah leaves her son Mason with her. And Wyatt, an isolated cowboy who's always preferred to live on his own until Holly shows up at the ranch next to his. And obviously there's going to be some love between Wyatt and Holly because why else would we be here? And it's kind of a great book and like perfect amount of shitty for a book like this. Like it's the perfect balance of trash and great for a romance read and it's so fun and like also, I didn't pick up this book at a bookstore and be like, yes, I'll spend money on this. I got it for free because one of my neighbors put out a bunch of books and was like, here, like, take them. They're free or whatever. And this was one of them. So if you can get this for free, it really enhances the experience because it's not like you paid to be here, but like you're enjoying being here anyways. Books, TV, music, and movies. All things that make a big impact on everyone. I'm constantly gushing about my latest read to anyone who will listen, so I figured I'd turn my rambling into something coherent that people will actually listen to, which means no tuning out halfway through. I'm Maya Ghosh, and this is my take. we're going to start with a little bit on the writing. Now the writing is pretty standard. It is in third person so we see Holly, Hannah, and Wyatt's perspectives which actually is really interesting because there's a lot of conflict in this book between especially um, Holly and Hannah and the fact that we see both perspectives like makes it harder to pick a side and it makes all of the conflict more dramatic so that's really fun. And I don't really have a ton to say on the writing besides that. It's not amazing, but it's not like terrible writing either. It's pretty standard. And now we're going to move on to talk about the characters, starting with Wyatt, who is the typical sexy, divorced, simple living cowboy with a dog and a horse and an adorable daughter. And he's like, I don't even know how to describe it, but he's such a stereotype. Like, as soon as they described him, I was like, obviously, how else would he be described? Because, like, that is the type of character that's in this book, right? Like, because they're not young. They're not, like, teenagers or in their 20s in this book. They're in their, like, 30s and 40s. So when they described Wyatt, I was like, okay, yeah, obviously. He's like this, oh, I'm so alone and I like living on my own, but I'm, like, kind of really sexy and attractive type of character. I don't know. It's just, it, his description made sense to me. Um, but we do love him. He's really fun with the way he just, like, lives all on his own, and he hates all the talking that Jesse does. And side note, I love Jesse, and I want a spinoff with Jesse, because he is hilarious and amazing, and, like, constantly said what I was thinking, and the comic relief that we needed in this book. So I love Jesse, and Wyatt should really, like, 
be more lenient of all the times Jesse talks because Jesse is amazing. Um, and like, okay, my one gripe with Wyatt was that he needed to stop fucking feeling sorry for himself and being like, oh my god, the whole town feels bad for me because my wife left me and I can never show my face again. And they're all, oh, poor Wyatt, look at the little cowboy. He's all, you know, burned from his first love and, like, he's such a loser because, you know, his wife didn't even choose him. Like, dude, it's been long enough and also the town does not care like, yes, I get it's, like, kind of a small-town vibe, but it's also, like, not really a small-town vibe. And, like, they don't care. Nobody in the town has their every waking thought being, like, oh, my God, poor Wyatt. I can't believe she did that to him. He, I feel so bad for him. Like, I have so much pity. Like, no. I just, I hated that he couldn't get out of his own fucking head because it was so annoying, all of the self-loathing. I was, like, no. Like, it's just... It irks me. This is one thing that irks me in books. Like, I hate the romance. I don't even know if it's a trope, but, like, the thing in romance where people are like, I'm not good enough for her, or he's too good for me, and why would they be with me, and oh, I'm the him. <laughs> like, I just, it causes way more problems than it needs, and people just need to get the fuck over it, and I like just kind of hate it a lot so I hated that but him and Grace were adorable and I loved them together and I love how much Wyatt helps with Mason and how he's so cool and he's just like he's great we love Wyatt uh now moving on to Holly who I love like I felt so bad for her the way her family has treated her and constantly getting put down by her mom for not being to put together enough and not being enough like Hannah and them not supporting her songwriting career, which I would understand if they were not supporting her songwriting career, if her whole idea was to just become a bum and like only do songwriting and like live off of her parents' money and not do anything with her life. But she's working other jobs, supporting herself on her own so that she can pursue songwriting, which, like, she's doing it. She's making a living, and yeah, sure, she doesn't have a high-powered job. Yeah, sure, she worked paycheck to paycheck, but she's supporting herself and also pursuing her dreams, so I don't understand why they can't just support her, and, like, even if they don't think it's a real career, they can at least be like, well, you're not living off of our money, and you're supporting yourself, and you're a functioning adult in society, so if you still want to pursue songwriting, go ahead. Like, it's not like she's just doing this on a whim. She actually, like, has a plan and is going through it, and, like, it makes sense that she's doing songwriting, so I hate that they didn't support her. Um, and, like, I did love how clueless she was, about, like, babies and life and stuff, but how much she did take charge and was like, okay, I can do this, and she was a great caretaker and mother to Mason for that time, and I loved her for that, and it made it so much harder for Hannah to show back up, but, like, I just, it was a lot. Like, I didn't know where I fell on the side of, like, Hannah versus Holly in the Mason debate, but I did love Holly as a character, like, a lot more than I loved Hannah, and obviously she's the one with the love story, and we love a love story, so... We love Holly. And now, finally discussing Hannah, which 
dear lord in heaven above help this woman because she is such a wreck in the beginning like popping 20 pills a day and not thinking anything was wrong and leaving mason all alone to go get more pills and getting into that accident like i just i couldn't i really really couldn't because not only are you leaving your baby alone which i I, like, I was gonna say I understand. I don't understand. But her rationale was, oh, he never wakes up until 10 anyways, so I can leave before 10 and come back. But, like, what if he wakes up? What if there's a freak accident? He's literally a baby. He can't be left alone. That is so stupid. And, like, also, why can't you just wake him up and bring him with you? Like, you have a car seat. Don't even wake him up. Just put him asleep in the car seat and take him with you. Like, it's not that hard. I don't understand why she had to leave Mason, and I hated that. And then the car accident was a big oof, and I hated that she was like, oh, like, they don't even, you know, suspect a middle-aged white woman who's, like, you know, upper-middle class or whatever. I just bat my eyelashes, and the cops let me go because, you know, white privilege, and a woman could never do that, da-da-da-da. Like, I hated that scene. If you've read the book, you know what I'm talking about. Like, I hated that. And, like, she just, there was a lot going on with Hannah because I was very glad that she was checking into rehab because she needed to go to rehab. But I just wish she would have told Holly that and been like, look, I have a problem. I'm going to rehab. I will be out within a year. Please watch Mason. Like, the way she left Mason was a lot and she did not need to make it that dramatic but she did and like her relationship with Holly this whole time was a lot and there was a lot of drama and I kind of hated all the conflict that came with it and stuff and like I don't like Hannah and her boss either at the end of the book it just like feels weird and creepy that they're kind of together and I hated Lauren her husband so like why did she marry him? I don't know, but I hated that, and, like, Hannah was just a mess, and I totally loved Holly Moore, but Hannah was a well-rounded character and had a good arc, so we can appreciate that. I just didn't like her very much. I don't know. Um, now moving on to talk about the plot. I was so shook that Hannah got nothing from the will, Especially after the way Holly had described how her mother talked to her and stuff. The fact that Hannah got nothing sucked. And then the way Hannah left Mason and, like, not giving her an explanation. Like, I like I just talked about with Hannah. Like, just tell her. Come clean. Like, you don't always need to keep up appearances. It's literally fine. Just be like, look, checking into rehab, I don't want to talk about it, but I need you to watch Mason. And then dip. And maybe hot. will be a little more receptive to that than you just dropping him off and going off the deep end and never talking to her again like it just it was so dramatic and I hated it and then Holly's initial call to Lauren Lauren I don't even know he's an asshole so I don't need to care about pronouncing his name right anyways like your son it's your son you literally like or his father biologically and you've helped raise him this long with Hannah and then you're 
sister-in-law calls you and it's like, hey, your wife just dropped your baby off with me. And he's like, look, I have a job and I need to put my job first and become partner at this law firm and do all this shit. So, like, I can't take him. He literally says, like, when Holly goes to see him at his office, he's like, Mason is a baby and I can't have a baby right now. Like, you chose this. You chose to, you know, raise a baby. You chose to, like get pregnant like they were married it was a choice to have unprotected sex and risk getting pregnant or want to get pregnant right like these are all choices he made yet you you can't just choose to not afterwards like that's not allowed and I hated him for it and yes Mason was probably better off with Holly who was gonna actually take care of him but still fuck him for being a shitty father I hated him uh Moving on to brighter notes, Holly and Wyatt's first meeting was kind of cute with all of the, like, green wood, like, smoking up the house and stuff and him coming over to do things for her. We loved, except green things, smoking up things reminds me of the Hunger Games and Rue, so that was kind of sad, but their first meeting was kind of cute. And then we love that Holly calls the cops on the cows. Like, I just love that she called the cops on the cows and then the cops called Wyatt and were like, uh, your neighbor just called the cops. And he's like, oh shit, there are cows. Like, it was just so funny. And then that's when Holly meets Jesse, and obviously we love Jesse, so that was great. And I love that Wyatt is totally being jealous and not knowing it because he's just like being broody at the fact that Jesse's talking to Holly and he's like doesn't even know his jealousy. Like it was just kind of funny and I love that scene. And then we learn that Wyatt has been dropping off firewood for Holly which we love. And then she confesses everything about Mason and gives Wyatt her phone number and also Mason starts walking and like that whole scene was really cute. And then the fact that Jillian is Macy's mom and told Holly that Wyatt was married, I do have to say, I was very scared at that moment because in any other book, she would have run for the hills and this would have been the end of their relationship before it even started. And she would have been like, I can't believe you didn't tell me, like, da 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 this is the end, I can't trust you, you lied to me, whatever. Stupid romance bullshit that gets made up that is so annoying and unnecessary but like breaks up relationships um but like I very much so appreciated that Holly was like okay he'll tell me eventually or whatever like I'll talk to him about it and was just like super chill and was like okay he doesn't need to tell me his life story right now and I can appreciate the fact that he has gone through some shit and it's okay Like, I just, I loved that it was calm. I was prepared for, like, a blow-up, and I loved that it was calm. And then we see the play date, which was adorable. Grace and Mason are the literal cutest, and I love them together. And I hope that, like, even though Hannah took back Mason, she lets Holly take Mason sometimes, and the four of them, like, have little reunions, and that Mason and Grace continue to grow up together and be friends. I love them. And then also that happened at the play date was the first kiss, which we love. It was great. I, it just, it was great. 
And then Hannah calls Holly from rehab, which, like, was hard because we see how hard it is on both sides, right? Like, we see Hannah's perspective of being like, this is really hard and all that's keeping me going is holding on to Mason. And we see Holly's perspective of, like, you dropped Mason off with me and I've gotten attached, so, like, fuck you, he's my kid now. And it's, like, it's just, it's hard. And I hated it. So, yeah. Uh, And then we go to see Wyatt going over to Holly's and opening up about shit from his past and stuff. And then they hook up, which is great. And then also, like, Holly plays the song about him. And we kind of love that Wyatt's been his muse the whole time. And I love that he was just like, oh, so I've done all those things or whatever. Like, he makes some comment, and it's really cute. And I love that. And I love that they fall into this, like, routine that's so domestic. And they're just, like, absolutely adorable together. And they're like, oh, we took turns, like, being at whatever house or whatever. And he always came over at the night, like, after I put Mason down to bed. And we always had dinners together. And it just was so cute and then they had Thanksgiving together which was so adorable and we loved and then they go to the Christmas festival as like a little group and we love that Wyatt makes Jesse and his crew fix shit at Holly's and Jesse's like because apparently we had to do this at the crack of dawn in the morning and then that time when Holly makes them cinnamon rolls and Jesse's like can't you just shut up and let the woman make us cinnamon rolls like why do you always have to be such a brat Again, we love Jesse. And then taking Mason to see Lauren or Lauren or whoever. Again, fuck him. From the bottom of my heart, fuck him because he was an asshole and I hated that he was like, oh, well, Hannah and I are getting back together and da 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 da. Like, I just, I hated every interaction we had with him. He was the worst. And then we go to Christmas, which started off so amazing and cute and the song holly wrote about wyatt and wyatt giving her ticket to nashville and it was just adorable and like i don't know why but when i think about that part i hear the song bruises by train like for that chapter so bit of trivia that's not a bit of trivia but in case you were wondering what i was thinking when i read this chapter it was the song bruises by train um and then Wyatt and Holly say I love you which is so cute and I like I loved Christmas up until Hannah shows up which holy shit because Holly wants to keep Mason and then Holly and Wyatt start fighting about Mason like I hated it because like okay I appreciate it that they don't explode and they both realize that sometimes shit slips out and it's a hard situation and they talk through it like rational adults and they come out better for it the other side or she's like I went back to my house and he didn't come over because I needed space but the next day I went over and like we talked through it right like I appreciate that it was never like a blow-up fight but also I hated that they were fighting about it because I didn't want them to fight and then Holly flips out on Wyatt for being supportive and sweet and amazing and kind and I hated it Like, she made me so mad when she kept pushing herself away from Wyatt because he was just being understanding and amazing. And, like, I just, 
I hated every time she flipped out on him because it was not cool. And then we see Hannah's three-day visit and the argument between Hannah and Holly, which, honestly, the argument needed to happen, so I was kind of okay with it. Like, yes, it sucked, but also it was very necessary. And I did like eventually that Hannah confessed to everything, so they, like, were able to start repairing their relationship, and, like, as much as I hated all of the fighting and, like, I hated the way they were acting, I liked that they were, like, starting to repair their relationship and it wasn't just gonna be, like, Hannah was gonna take Mason and that was gonna be the end of it. And then, fucking Holly needs space! Like, uh, this I did not understand. Wyatt is being the most amazing, understand-up, and supporting guy I, you could ever imagine. And he was going to stick by you through this and be your shoulder to cry on. And it was all going to be okay. But you're fucking ruining it by being like, holy shit, I need space. Like, fuck off, Holly. I hated her in this moment. Like, I loved Holly through most of the book. But fuck her for breaking up with Wyatt because we love Wyatt and he did not deserve that. <sighs> And then Hannah goes to see Wyatt, which I loved her for this. This was peak Hannah, in my opinion, when she was like, look, she needs you to fight for her or whatever she said, but she just showed up and she was like, why are you being a dumbass? Go after Holly. Like, and he couldn't get himself to do it, which I kind of understand. But also I keep this. Like, what? why can't somebody just give? And like, you know, it was a lot. But, and then... To add on to that, we skipped two fucking months. Like, I... Okay. After I read what happened after we skipped two months, I was okay with skipping two months. But before I read what happened, I was so pissed because, like, you don't just get to skip two months. Like, that's not okay. But then we see that we skipped two months so that we get to their making up, which I appreciate I didn't have to read a shit ton of, like, sad Wyatt and sad Holly. So you know, it worked out in the end. And we love that Holly was making it in Nashville. And there was the album release party for the song she wrote. And then Wyatt came to Nashville and they made up and it was so cute. And I like kind of cried at how adorable it was because I loved them. And it was amazing. And I love that he was like, look, I'm going to lay down the law. You need to let me be understanding and all this stuff. And you have to soak in all of the applause for people who are gonna love this song that you wrote and then after that we're going to my hotel room to make up for lost time like it was just so cute and I loved it and they were adorable so yeah to wrap up this episode this book was definitely shitty romance but I loved it and at my core shitty romance is my favorite and so like it just it was great, and the book was kind of stupid, but I loved it, and, like, everything ended well, and that's all that we could ask for, and that's what we come to expect with a romance novel, so we love it, and so, yeah. I have been Maya Ghosh, and this has been my take on A Late at Winter's End by Julia London. Thanks for listening. So we're kind of a one-woman show here at My Take, so the credits are not going to be very long. This podcast is produced and edited um, 
by me. I do all of my own social media. The only person I really have to thank is one of my great friends, Paris, who did the music that is in the intro and that you're listening to now. So thank you, Paris, and thank you all for listening. You can reach me at underscore my take on Twitter and Instagram. And please leave a rate or review wherever you listen to this podcast. That helps a ton. So yeah, thanks for listening.